How's your coffee? Coffee's good. How's your coffee? Wow. Good. I made it. Well, thanks, good. man. Hope you don't get me sick. Uh, that's hurtful, man. Well, you got a fucking cold. Yeah, I got the beginnings. It's oh, not contagious well, at this point. Yeah, it is. Totally contagious, man. No, that doesn't happen until thanks. midway through its cycle. Thanks to your kids again. Yeah, exactly. You ready to... You ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Go. Okay, everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Start to Continue podcast. It is December 31st, 2014. Pumping out faster. Why are you giving the date? Because it throws me off. Why? Well, because we publish much later. This Uh, could sit in the can for like a week. Well, it could, but that doesn't stop other podcast recorders from doing the same thing. Well... Let's just say it's it's it's. I'm doing it for historical reference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Continue. Continue I, with. Your, I uh, totally lost my track now. Well, you're gonna uh, do some more pre-promotion for the big challenge that uh, you've been talking about. Uh, first off, this episode's brought to you by our show sponsor. So far, it has been our only show sponsor. Uh, if anyone else is interested in having their site or whatever promoted, feel free to kick us an email at start to continue mail at gmail.com and uh, we'll see what we can do to get you out there. Well, we're all about cross pollination. Yeah. So. Pollination. I love it. Anyway, uh, nosnob.com. Wine reviews for under $20 a bottle. Smart, funny, tasty. That's nosnob.com. Beautiful. And uh, just like you. Okay. Thanks. Wow. Wow. So you were gonna give us a little summary of what to expect today, weren't you? With uh, show? We're gonna briefly See, I forgot to ask you in the last one what you got for Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh well you got the iPhone, right? I my wife and I both exchanged uh, gifts in terms of giving each other the new iPhone 6, only because we were going to buy them anyway. Yeah. So why? I, re- I remember the story. Why buy it and then, yeah. wow, well, this is for someone who hasn't gone back and listened to episode 12 or 13. This is because you two were too lazy to actually no, consider it, other No, there was gifts. other gifts, but we had to get this anyway, so why, why shell out 400 bucks and then have to shell out another three or 400 on gifts as well, right? Well, and, well, you're yeah. happy with it. I don't have I'm, your kind of money, man. I'm, I'm glad you're happy with uh, your stuff. That's all that matters, right? Anyway, it's not about me. What's right? Uh, uh, so, what's this fantastic gift that you're just waiting to? Well, uh, you know, it's just stuff to talk about. So, uh, I've been uh, probably since the beginning of December. Well, as soon as the tree went up, which was pretty early, kept popping gifts under the tree for my wife and. You know, letting her know there's a new gift under there every time. And she'd be saying, you don't have to buy me gifts. Oh, yeah. We're going to go through Christmas without... Well, why are you telling her that you got gifts under there? Well, to get her feeling guilty and to buy me something proper this year, you know, and actually put some thought into it. you're saying she didn't buy you something proper last year? No, I didn't say that. You just did. No, I'm just saying this is all part of a plan. This is all part of design. What did she get you last year? What's that matter? Why are you putting me on the on the spot? Like that? Why are you making her feel bad this year that she has to buy you? I a didn't good at gift? all. I didn't. I well, just you did uh, hey, because you were telling new, her uh, new gift under the tree. Uh, hint, hint. Buy me something good this year. And Not then I was throwing out some uh, heavy hints. Well, we talked before about the uh, BJ's Records in Barry. Right. And I've been in there for Record Store Day, and uh, I saw this. He had a whole whack of. Uh, Jack White and White Stripes stuff come in from a seller. It was from this woman who, uh, I guess she lived in Barrie, but traveled to Nashville like every, once every two weeks. And every time she'd go to Nashville, she'd check out what was at Jack White's. She traveled for business? Yeah, I guess so. Wow, that's pretty sweet. So she collected all this third man record stuff right from the Nashville store. Like limited edition stuff, stuff you could only get at the Nashville store. And she'd been bringing it back to Barry, and then apparently she uh, had some job off or something, had to ship off to Australia 
didn't want to take all this stuff with her, so just took it all to the record store to sell. So the record store came into all this third man. Probably ripped her off completely. Uh, well, BJ's is a great record store. <laughs> And would never do that, that to their customers. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but uh, they had a ton of stuff. He said they just had a ton and a ton of stuff. And what caught my eye was these uh, record crates, like traveling record boxes. You know, like DJs used to carry their records. I need to get one of those for mine. Mine are all just loose on my shelf. Not that I got a large collection, but. Right, mine are all on the shelf too, but I like to have you know, four or five of them on the go in the living room, you know, which is all my shelves are in the basement. So it'd be nice to have a nice box. I always wanted just a box so the kids aren't destroying them by accident. And I saw these third man record boxes. And he told me... Why are they called third man? That's well, just that's a his record label. Jack White's record label. Oh, okay. So these are actually branded the White Stripes, this record box. He had one for 45s and two... That were for LPs. And he said only 300 of them were ever made. It was a limited edition uh, kind of thing. It went, went along with a limited edition record player that Jack White put out. Hmm. Jack White's always putting out these little projects, right? To, uh, you know, forward the momentum of bringing back records and stuff. <laughs> well, let, let me just take a second... And wipe the film off my coffee that that caused. And, uh, okay. I, yeah, it's dissipated now. Um, so, I, uh, I started laying the hints on at the record store. Like, I'd wake up one weekend and go, Oh, I think it's tax-free day today at the record store. Oh, yeah, that's something. <laughs> and then the next day, I'd have another present for under the tree. <laughs> you see, there's another present under here. So... It took a while. I know she went to the record store very late in the season, but uh, that's why I ended up getting this record box. You have to bring me a picture. Yeah, I'm going to keep meaning to take a picture. So how many records can it actually hold? Mm, probably about 20, 20 to 25. Oh, that's good. Regular records, like those box set records, won't fit in there. But it's more like this box is more just about the collectability of having that yeah, rare that's piece. that's pretty cool, of, man. Third Man record. Did you, ever, did you find out if someone bought the other one? The other one, I think, is still there. This one is red. The other one was yellow, I believe, and was worth even more money. But that would be even rarer, apparently. I don't know. So, kind of nice to have that. Because I could use one. Well, find out how much it costs. I don't think you want to spend what it costs. What is this? Over 100 bucks? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I think it was 200 for the yellow one. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. But incredibly rare. But yes. Jack White's always doing this shit. Like uh, a story just came out that uh, 10 years ago, he did a side project with one of his buddies, and he called themselves uh, the upholsterers. Like, did you know he used to do upholstery before he hit it big uh, in Detroit? I think I'm pretty was. sure I heard that and just forgot about it. So... I guess this is one of his upholstery buddies. Actually, he still loves doing upholstery. I remember from an interview, he says he still does. <laughs> he does an odd upholstering job on his own. Huh. He just loves the art of it. So anyways, they had this small group, and they put out one piece of vinyl called The Upholsterers, and his buddies still upholstered furniture for a living. So what they did was, I, I, I don't remember the exact amount of units, if it was 60 or 100 or something, or even 50. It, is there, it a, not very is there a rare uh, release of uh, upholstered furniture by this guy? Yeah, let me get to it. What they did was, as a, just a joke, they took maybe 50 units and hid them inside couches that they were upholstering. That's crazy. <laughs> and it wasn't just under the upholstery. They cut into the foam and slipped it into the foam. So even if, you'll, you know, it's not like you're going to feel it through the upholstery, you'll never know it's there. This was about 10 years ago. Now two of them have actually come to light, and uh, hmm. people are discovering that this actually happened. Many of these are never going to see the light of day. They're just going to get thrown in the landfill when the yeah. couch is done. It's like, who's going to find that? So it must if, be nice uh, to be eclectic like that and have, you know, the means or whatever just to... 
do crazy shit. Yeah. It's wild. So, yeah, but the good thing is he's got the fans that would be interested as well, right? Yeah, yeah. If you got a new couch from, you know, the Detroit area or I think he was in Detroit when he did it. Huh. <laughs> check your couch, check your I ball. didn't know he was from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I believe so. So well it's like that we listened to a Sam Raimi interview where he said when he sells his house he stashes like silver dollars throughout the house for the next homeowner to find inside a wall if they ever do a renovation or something. Oh, I missed him hearing him say that. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It's a good idea. So, that was my big Christmas present. I was very happy with That's that. That's not bad. Yeah. They gave me a gift certificate, too, to the record store, so I got to go back and... My next thing is probably to set up my system, but I want to get to... Aside from setting it up as well, I got to get that record player bought and set up. Yeah, I know. So I can't see myself pumping in CDs just to listen to music. The radio is shit. So essentially, I'd just be setting it up and they would be sitting there, right? Because anything I'm going to play, I'm just going to stream from my laptop through to my. Uh, uh, last year, the wife bought me one of those small Bose uh, Wi Fi units. Oh, a Bluetooth speaker? Yeah. Kind of so I got that on my desk, but it's barely been used in the entire year. Well, the great thing about when you put a record on, it almost forces you to, play, uh, uh, yeah, to play the whole side, you know? It's all, hey, that, maybe that's what our podcast should have been called, Start to Finish, because you really play a record start to finish. But we're not just about side. records, though. No, of course. Anyways. So, do you want to, uh, we had to end the last podcast oh, yeah. due to uh, running out of time. And your poor uh, organizational skills, you brought forward a top 10 list and only had the uh, 10 to uh, number 6. Because I didn't have time to play out the actual video of the top 5 remaining. You didn't have time. Who's got time? I've got two kids. I watch you. Who's got... I've got two kids. (laughs) I hear you don't. Am I one of your kids? Is that what you're saying? Like, I'm one of your kids and your chair is the uh, other one? Because that's the only well, kids I've Well, since seen. you were the one who actually ended up completing this and yeah. pulling off the top five there. You, you want take, me to finish it off here? Throw that one off and I'll do the next one. Okay, so this was as compiled by Nerdist. So, you know, as you guys are writing all the comments to us and sending us all the emails uh, with your uh, uh, commentary on our list, this is from the Nerdist. From the Nerdists, not from us. So this was a list of the top 10 2014 nerd movies. Okay, so before we continue, I guess let's... What happened? What is going on now? All right, listen. For those of you listening, you may have noticed a slight change in audio quality. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had set up my mic and... Somehow, uh, the computer didn't realize and recognize it, so the first half of this, prior to this, at this point, has been recorded through the actual, uh, my MacBook speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. It's the computer's fault, though, right? It's totally the computer's fault. I plugged it into the USB socket, it didn't recognize it, I thought it did. How much time did I give you, actually, to prepare all the equipment for the show? Not enough, apparently. What kind of warning did I, I gave you? Listen. Like a one-hour warning, I think, right? Listen. What? Anyway. How, how many years of technical school have you had? I don't remember now. Hmm. So that, that's the difference in the audio quality. So, all right. Well, My bad. Let's get this past us. Moving on. Inhale. Exhale. Let's move on. Uh, we were just about to start the 10 best nerd movies of 2014. Now, this is according to the Nerdist. Uh, Which, so if my mic would have been on, you would have heard me say that. Take it for whatever you will. But anyway, I'll review the ones we talked about in the last episode. Uh, number 10 is The Wind Rises. Number 9, Godzilla. And these are all obviously, as we said, movies that came out this year. Uh Jodorowsky's Dune, which I have not heard of, but I definitely am going to make a point of seeing. Interstellar, which both of us haven't seen yet. And number six is Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which I haven't seen yet. This is a weird list they put together. Like, 
That's not bad in terms of nerd stuff, I guess. Uh, okay, so number five is uh, Snowpiercer. Which, I've heard of it, but I forget what it was. Yeah, it's on my list to see, but I haven't seen it yet. Starring uh, 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 Helmsworth, you know, Thor. Yep. It's a, a Korean picture. Oh. But, it's, you know, it's all English. It's just made well, by... I don't care about if it's subtitled or whatever. I love made by a Korean dude. It, it got great reviews. It's on my list, just hasn't come across yet. Uh, number four, Dawn of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I heard that was horrible. Yeah, not my, uh, not, wouldn't be on my list. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, for some reason, I just never had, never had the interest to see the second one. I thought you did see it, but, uh, no, no, not the second one. No, it's, I mean, it had good parts to it, but I needed a couple of rewrites, in my opinion. I, I don't know. There's too much, uh, you think they're going to bother with the third one? Oh, or is that it? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure the second one still did good in theater, though, right? Yeah, I think it still did good. Did good. Did That's it done good still? Joe Grammer there. So, yeah, they put this as number four ahead of uh, Captain America and Interstellar. Okay. Number three, the Lego movie. Which I just happened to see for the first time finally showing up on my movie channels. Well, it's been there for about two months. But it hasn't it hasn't popped up any time I've looked. Okay. What did you think? Well, I set the PVR to record it. Mm. This was today I saw it. I didn't, you uh, didn't see it. <laughs> you saw the title in your recorded events. I saw the title show up on my movie channel listing. Mm. So I set the PVR to record it. Oh, so you haven't seen it yet? No. Yeah. But You're um, good contributor it, it gave this. it shitty reviews on that. Two stars. Really? Yeah, two out of four. Two. That makes sense. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. That's the kids love it, and it's very watchable for the adults. The animation is Lego. good. Like, they animated it in a way to to almost try and convince you that they did it stop motion. So it looked really authentic to the Lego environment, and it was witty, and it had I believe the, you, man. I'm on board with it. All right. Can't wait to see it. Get it in you, man. And again, they put that at number three. Still, they put that above Interstellar and Captain America. Number two, I hope you've seen this, The Edge of Tomorrow, or as it was later called, Live, Die, Repeat with Tom Cruise. Yeah, the Tom Cruise one. I saw that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that's right. Where did you see it? Um... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I hadn't again. That was one of those movies where I had no desire to see it, and it just turned out to be really, really good. Yeah, I'm really becoming, and it wasn't because of the Tom Cruise factor. I'm really becoming a huge fan of um, Emily Blunt. Mm. I couldn't stand her when when she first started her movie career. You couldn't stand her. No, I just couldn't care for her at all. And then uh, oh, I thought she's always been delightful. Delightful. Yeah. Maybe she was even not right for this role in The Edge of Tomorrow. Because she is so delightful to me. But I think she pulled it off yeah. okay in the end. It was a good concept. Uh, what number is that? Two? Yep, two. Rank number two. <sighs> but it was... I can't put... I wouldn't put it at two myself. It was a refreshing concept, and for us old gamers, you know, it's it was basically living a video game over and over again. Yeah, true. It was because they were um, starting to continue, huh? Over and over again. I don't get it. <laughs> he would die, yeah. and they would have to start to continue Live, again. I repeat. Yeah, it was basically a video game. All right. No. Are you with me here today? I'm, been, I'm just waiting in for anticipation for number one. Number one. Well, we kind of know what that would be. No. No? No guesses? Lord of the Rings? Hobbit? No, that's been snubbed off the list for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I don't blame them. Kind of. Let me tell you the other snubs, right? We got the Sin City and the 300 sequels. No. They were snubbed. They sucked. Obviously, Spider-Man 2's left off. Balls. Due to good reason. That came out this year? I think so, wasn't it? Oh, May? It oh the latest one. Yeah. With Electro, right? Yeah, yeah that pff, fuck. 
and the Hunger too. Games, and of well, you're right. probably Wait a minute. you've seen the second Hunger Games? No, I saw the first one only. Yeah, and they're they just released a second one this year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and it's not on our list. Well, you is what seen I'm it. saying. Not on their list, oh, the Nerdist list. They, no, I'm talking about what's been snubbed from the Nerdist. The Hunger Games really isn't a nerd kind of movie, though. Why not? Why, why do you think it is? Well, it's science fiction, in a way. Yeah, in a big way. It's, it's taken from a novel, novels that are written, I think, for more kids than anything else. It's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw that into, quote-unquote, like a nerd kind of category. No, one with Captain America in it. Well, that's more nerdist. <laughs> it's from a comic, right? Yeah. Right. So how? So how are you comparing the two of them? I don't. I don't know what you're arguing about. Why are you throwing the Hunger, Games Hunger Games? Would in there? be a nerd movie for sure. Anyways, that's been snubbed. And the biggest snub of all, in my opinion, it's not number one. Who we still have yet to name is uh, the X Men: Days of Future Past. Not I on still the list. I haven't seen that either. Not on the list. I think you got to go see that one. You ready for number well, one? What about uh, what about the Superman movie? Was that this year too? I think so. Yeah, I'd throw that in the top. You 10. think so? That was excellent. I loved it. Well, it would definitely be that above Superman that uh, Japanese movie no one's seen, and certainly get that Dune piece of shit out of there. I'd pull them yeah, off you the know list what? for sure. That was, you're right. Those are kind of artsy, uh, artsy fartsy choices that they threw in there. Mm-hmm. Though I'll let you know about the Dune. I'm definitely. I guess I'll have to download it because I'll never find it to watch yeah and you won't stay awake through it i love dune <laughs> number one movie is i love poon come on you gotta have a guess for this drop me a hint well you haven't seen it yet <laughs> it's uh set in space oh gravity is that this year no that was two years ago set in space yeah star trek no. It was last year, too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was too dude, far away. Come on, Drop man. me a hint, dude. Um, there's people in it. <laughs> there's people in there firing guns, yeah. And there's uh, there's uh, a tree in it. Oh, shit. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Duh. Durr. Oh, yeah, man. Guardians. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I, you know, I haven't seen it, and I'd probably throw it up at number one. But I think that's mainly just for the fact of, yeah, it's been around in, in the you know in comics for a while, and even though I've never personally, I may have come across it, I've certainly never picked it up, never had a desire to read it. First saw the trailers for it on on TV and thought, as soon as I saw the talking raccoon, I thought it was going to be a piece of shit, and. Uh, Proven wrong in every single instance. I'm in the same boat. And I'm just going by what I've heard. When it was first announced, I thought, oh, this will be a joke. What's Marvel doing? And uh, hit, yeah. it out, hit it out of the ballpark. I'd put it number one, and I'd never seen it. When it came out, I convinced my 10-year-old daughter to come with me, and we went to uh, an IMAX theater to see it in 3D, and just mind-blowing. And the kid loved it, too. You, you know, know what? I might even go out and buy it on Blu-ray. And I haven't bought a Blu-ray movie in years. Nice. I was thinking about that the other day. That's what I was going to bring up, too. I forgot to mention that. Well, we did get on Blu-ray the first day it came out because my wife hadn't seen it. And uh, my daughter definitely wanted to show her the movie. And the kids love it. They'll throw it in all the time and watch it over and over again. It's a great movie. Good work, Marvel, on that one. Yeah, I think we're going to buy it. Cool. That's the list as from the Nerdist. So... Please uh, send us a comment on what you think of that list. Or at least tell us what your number one or two is. Yeah. Um, continuing the list, I've come across the best broadcast network shows of 2014. So this will be where I don't know any of them because I don't watch network television, well, per se. Well, you do. You've probably heard of them at the very least. I've probably watched more than you have. Because you watch garbage. And you won't. Uh, give them a chance for some reason. No, I won't watch The Bachelor. Sorry. I do not watch The Bachelor. My <laughs> do wife does. So. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, and, and just since we were leaving the topic of movies, will you watch the fucking Harry Potter series? Oh, my. Dude. Why? Because they're fantastic. I don't need to see boys flying around on It's broomsticks. a transition. It's, that's only like in the first couple. It's a transitional <laughs> that's piece. That's only the first six hours, really. You can get through well, it. Considering one movie is two and a half hours. Anyway, we, just give them a chance. Okay. All right. Best network shows of 2014. I'm going to quickly skim through it and take it for what it is. First one I've never even heard of, Jane the Virgin. Don't know it. CW show, fuck it. No. Nope. Number two, I was surprised, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a Fox show. I've never seen it. That's with uh, Adam, the guy from... Uh, SNL. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, I don't, I'm gapping right now, as usual. <laughs> it would be a shock to our listeners anyway. if we could actually pull a name forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to be really good, and it did get picked up. You know, it's in, I think, going for its third season now, yeah. I think. I'm going to have to maybe download it and give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, The Roosevelt's. It's a PBS show. Never heard of it. Um, well, I watched a bit of this. It was a, it's a Ken Burns documentary. I right. think it was a two-parter. And uh, I could watch some of it, but it was ex- very dry, especially to a Canadian, you know, that's not invested. Is it British? It. No. No, no. Ken Burns, PBS. You know, he did uh, The War. He did Baseball. Oh. He does those sweeping documentaries. He's responsible for the Ken Burns effect. Have you heard of that? The camera technique when you're shooting a still to zoom in and out. That's called the Ken Burns effect. Oh. Sorry. Nice pulling that out of your ass. <laughs> Number four, Parks and Recreation. I uh, never got into it and sort of don't really care. I've seen it here or there. It's I think it's because of, uh, who's the blonde chick in it? Amy Poehler. Yeah, I hate her. I'm on the ball today. You I, hate her? I, I can't stand her. I think she's fucking dumb. Yeah, but you like uh, What's-Her-Face. I don't even care about Tina Fey either. No, I hate her. But So uh, that's enough. A lot of enough hate. Enough of Parks and Rec. A lot of hate going around. But you do like um, What's-Her-Face is in it from The Office. Uh, shit. You know, um, a re- uh, were the Indian girl? Oh no, she's in her own show. Re- 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 she was in your favorite movie with the. Uh... I think a <laughs> All right, I don't care. <laughs> Number five is the Good hey, Wife. Put it in the comments. The Good Wife. I always hear good things about it. Never I enjoyed it. I've it. actually got up to season four. No shocker that you watch yeah, that. It's really well done. Uh, even though I was never a fan of Juliana Margulies. Really? But, I like uh, Ever since I watched the show, she's fantastic. And what goes on in this show? Like, I've never seen anything in a promo that makes me want to watch it. It's just a legal drama. Oh. Yeah, next. The Flash is six. Um, I think I've got, I gave it like three episodes, and I still have it on my PBR. It's just shit. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. Number seven is the Goldbergs. Love it. This is a show I have seen, so I think it should be number one. I love it, though. Yeah, it's good. Just for the nostalgia and anytime you watch it, all that 80s memorabilia, that just right back to your childhood. It's great it nostalgia, but it's also pretty witty. And yeah, it is. It's very well done. It, reminds, and it certainly reminds me of um, the Wonder Years. I was just going to say that. Nope. I was. <laughs> Number eight, Bob's Burgers. Never Are heard we of going it. up? Number nine, Elementary. Fantastic. Huge fan of Johnny Lee Miller. You are. Have you given this a try? Who? What else have you seen of his? Well, Train Spotting. Oh yeah. 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 Another good movie that you just don't care no. about. Number ten, Hannibal. I think I mentioned this. They did a. There's been a character shuffle, or cast shuffle with one of the main characters, but. Uh, Going into season three, I believe. I'm going to have to download this show and watch it. Person of Interest uh, is number 11. Still haven't seen it. Kind of boring, I think. No, and in Canada, that's jumped around a couple networks, too. Yeah. Uh, 12, The Blacklist. I love it. Uh, James Spader is certainly the... Certainly the life of the show, though the female co-star, I don't know her name. She is just... Fucking stunning. I do not like the concept. You like the tight bodies? 
you got to watch this show because <laughs> she has like got... the concept of this show. And why don't I like the concept of this show? Because you told me it was uh, unimaginable, the stuff that they do. There's no consistency. Or well, I always there's... hate a show or a movie where they have a character who knows. Oh, yeah. The guy knows everything about everything. A hundred moves in advance, what's going to happen. And it's just impossible. Like the Joker in Batman. Oh, moving on. But anyway, uh, you're looking for a hottie? Check out that female co-star in it. She is fantastic. 13, Blackish. I've seen yeah. the promos for it. I don't know if it's doing well, but um, whatever. I've got no interest. Yeah. 14, still hanging in there. Modern Family. No, I've never gotten into this uh, show. Very well done. Still funny. I, You know, I've tried. I, it's still very networky funny, though, you know, to me. It doesn't... Number 15, The Mindy Project. That was, that's the girl from The Office I thought you were referring about. Oh, no. Which you still haven't I thought was about. Rashida... Rashida Jones? Rish, that's who I was talking about. Rashida Jones? Yeah. Is from I Love or, You, man. Black or white? From I Love You, man. Remember her and I Love oh, You, Oh, the man? small one. Yeah, yeah. The small brunette. Yeah. Uh, She's I like Quincy Jones's daughter. She's in Parks and Rec. She's Jones's daughter? <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> what? Oh, yes, dumb. What? Why Why couldn't she be? Because he's black and she's white. She's white? She's white. Wow. Just spends a lot of time at the beach? No, she's like uh, Spanish. Like, uh... All right. Put a big breakfast on the line. You ready? No, I'm not going to bunch That's Come not on. Quincy Jones's daughter, dude. Well, it's so outrageous. Bet a big breakfast on this. I fucking bet you a big breakfast. All Done. right. Excellent. Don't. Anyway. What's her name? Do it after, dude. Rashida Jones, according to you. Uh, 16, the new girl. Use your Siri device on your phone to see if that thing works. Uh, new girl. Uh, I don't know. Zoe Deschanel. She's cute sometimes. Who is Rashida Jones? Rashida Leah Jones is an American film and television actress, comic book author, screenwriter, and occasional singer. And what's it say under her name? Siblings. Kedada Jones, Quincy Jones III. Who's Quincy Jones III? Parents, that would be parents, a Quincy brother. Jones. Oh, <laughs> fuck, you're right. Really? Thank, thanks, Google. Is she not, sp is she not Spanish? Breakfast. I thought we saw she was like Spanish. <laughs> well, maybe her mother's got something in there, but like, like Latino kind of thing. Peggy Lipton is her parent, is her is her mother, and definitely does not look Spanish. Well, I've heard of Peggy Lipton. She is uh, the furthest thing from uh, Spanish, that's for sure. Okay. Look at that! Fuck, good for her. Big breakfast for me. Why is she working, man? Her dad's Quincy Jones. Exactly. Anyway, 17, Sleepy Hollow. Fantastic show. Like I told you, I just finished season two. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Man. Give it a try. The chemistry between the two leads is really good. And, uh, yep. That's as far as that list goes. <laughs> so it's the top 17 shows is what you just did. Yeah. And you started at number one. Yes. Okay. Maybe you should go the other way next time. You go from the highest to the lowest. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about some of the worst television of 2014? Absolutely. Some of it was on this last list. According to you. And I agree myself, too. The worst. Yeah. Talk. As composed by whom? Who put this list out? Oh, this is the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, Okay. As was the last list, too. Yeah, it says here, Sleepy Hollow has Orlando Jones in it? Yep. That's Quincy Jones's brother. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to bet you on this one, too? How'd you think in there? Uh, worst television. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Who? The first one. 
Mulani. 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 Yeah, that never was heard awful. of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you uh, you saw it. Okay. All right. Remember, she's uh, isn't that the one where she's a cop, but a, but a mother? No, that's not the one. That's uh, number four down. Oh, you're right. That's Mysteries of Laura. Which was uh, Mulani. Apparently, it's still is. on the air too. Okay. Um, mixology. That certainly uh, was a pile of crap. I no, didn't see that. I gave that about four episodes. Oh, was that Canadian? Was that the mm. Canadian sip? No, that was something else. You know, the one where the entire show took place in a bar? <sighs> nah. It was like one night in a bar. Nope. Nope. Stalker? Um, yeah. Don't know that one. This is like sort of another take on the following almost, right? Is the following coming back? I imagine. Again. I thought that got signed for like five seasons, which is crazy off the top. I don't know what it was based upon. Or uh, I think it's always a summer replacement. If there's like conditions, but. But I, I don't like that show either for the same reasons of. Uh, so I pretty much agree. Those five shows. Oh, and Bad Judge. Never heard of it. Those six shows, actually. Yeah, they certainly suck. Um, some other ones that weren't just recently mentioned, but should have been. Uh, bad Teacher, Z Nation, Const oh. Constantine. Z Nation. Do you remember seeing any of that? Yeah, first two episodes. Extremely oh. poor the, man's version of The Last Dead. Ship. The la I like The Last Ship. It's supposed to be coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's saying that that's bad? The, Who's Hollywood, the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. Zed Nation is terrible and a joke and lacks any of the magic that The Walking Dead has, but The Last Ship has something there. Yeah, you got to suspend your belief because there's a lot of craziness that uh, goes on, but for... Uh, I thought it wasn't bad. Was yeah. that another CW show or was that... No, it, uh, oh, I, that was a sci-fi space one. We aired it on... We aired it on space. Canada aired it on space. Canada aired it on space. But, but it, it was a... It had to have been a sci-fi show. I then, think right? it was Spike. It wasn't sci-fi. Hmm. I think Spike in the States. But uh, continuing with the TV shows, um, and as you know, you can now follow us on Twitter at STCPod. Um... The most tweeted show in 2014. Did you look at this yet? Not really. Guess it out. Well, yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> it's The Walking Dead. Shit. <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead dominated Twitter in 2014, ranking as the most tweeted television series for the year. It drew an average of 576,000 tweets per episode. Yeah. Who are these people that and have to sit on their computer tweeting during a TV they're show? They're special people. Do you do that? No. But, I don't know, just watch the show. They're special, man. 4.9 million people read at least one post before 5 a.m. the next day. Oh, okay. Crazy, so right? a lot of these are happening after the show airs. Uh, a lot of the views, yeah. Okay. That's more reasonable. I can see that. But still, man, 500, uh, almost 600,000 tweets per episode. That's pretty wow. good. Yeah. Good for The Walking Dead. That's like up to our numbers on uh, STC pod at. How do you say it? <laughs> at STC pod. And um, continuing along with that lines, um, blah, blah, blah. Just briefly reading, following an extensive cast search, Gone Girl and Sons of Anarchy uh, star Kim Dickens will co-star in their prequel series from The Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman. Right. I did hear that, and the show is tentatively called Cobalt. Yep. Takes place in Los Angeles at the dawn of the zombie apocalypse. Uh... Blah, blah. So they've never explored the origins of the zombie apocalypse, and I guess that's what they're going to be doing with this show, right? 
or yeah, seeing the chaos and the immediate beginnings of it. Right. You know, I can't wait. But I think it, from what I've been reading, they're going to delve into maybe why or get closer to why this started. Do you think so? Yeah, know, Kirk, that's how I interpreted it. Kirkman's always been afraid to uh, go there, so I would be shocked if he does. Well, they may not exactly show or talk about exact <laughs> details of it, but... Didn't he say that uh, his biggest regret was at the end of season one, when they were in the CDC, that they wrote in there um, how this was happening in France and whatnot? He says that's his biggest regret, was letting that tidbit of information out. Oh, letting it known that it's worldwide? Yeah. Letting it I think it only that. makes sense because as we just saw recently in the news with the whole, uh, uh, that virus outbreak that started in Tanzania or whatever it's called. Ebola? The Ebola. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the country where it started. Okay. Yes. So, hey, calm um, down. Well, we saw how quickly even that, how cases spread just recently, right, through the airports. Mm-hmm. So why would this not be considered a global epidemic, oh, right? Yeah. It would absolutely be, yeah. So the fact that he let that slip is sort of, to me, is irrelevant. It is almost assumed, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So. Um, what kind want, of noise was that? <laughs> that was me munching on your fucking nobbler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to your fucking head later. Jesus. Just visualizing it right now. Wow, things that amuse you. Love it, man. Love fucking ding dong. <laughs> Box office for 2014. Did better or worse this year? Oh. Well, I'd have to say worse. Uh, I agree. And if I was to read this article, I'd be right too. <laughs> Uh, blah blah blah. They said it was down 15 percent since 2013, and uh, the box office hit an eight-year low. I got a question uh, for you. The culprit: a number of summer tent poles underperformed comparing to previous installments. So obviously, a lot of sequels that were expected to have been more successful obviously tanked. A number of them being your favorite movie, Spider-Man Two. Not. Uh, Transformers, Age of Extension, piece of shit. Oh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Did trans- it still did extremely well, but but it not didn't hit the numbers that they wanted it to, yeah, to get to right. But Transformers, this movie, right? To in your opinion, as a viewer, they all and a fan, They all sucked. Every single uh, one that came out. Did it need to be on the top ten list of nerd movies for the year? No. It was a horrible movie. Any one of those Transformers movies that, if they were to come out or had come out this year, I would not have put them on the top ten. I think you've changed your tune a little bit because even in earlier podcasts, I'll, you said it was it was okay. It was uh, it was uh, good. That was just for material on the show. <laughs> that was your that was your. I think podcast maybe you got confused, and I was referring to the fact that. The fact that these movies were finally made and, and that the technology was there to do them in a somewhat proper way it was good for the franchise and good for Transformers fans. Well, the way it's, yeah, I see it the same way with Spider-Man, whereas even though the last two were terrible, last three perhaps, at least I'm still seeing a live-action Spider-Man flying across I the know, screen. Let's say with the Transformers. I'll take it because we haven't had anything viable up until this point um, aside from the 1984 Transformers movie. Yeah. Right? I just hate the look of them. I hate there's but no I agree. story. Anyway, they're so shit. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. I just get angry. <laughs> um, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. It's the only. It was only the second release of 2014 to cross the 300 million mark after Disney and Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. And uh, so far, it won't match its predecessors, both of which earned north of $400 million domestically. Yeah, I wonder why it wouldn't carry momentum. It's still got good reviews yeah, and everything. I think people are just tired of it. Oh. Guardians is a top... Well, I mean, in terms of the fact that 
you know, this uh, Hunger Games movies. It's a trilogy, but now it's being pumped out into four movies. Yeah. So when they start doing this part ones and part two, people get tired of it, right? Yeah. It's like, just finish it. Uh, I was just about to say, Guardians was the top earner of 2014, domestically at $332 million. And international box office, apparently has still been doing as good as ever. Age of Extinction may have lag- lagged in the U.S., but it cleared $1.08 billion globally. Yeah. So how can you say it's a failure, right? Yeah. I think they're just upset about... This whole thing is just being domestic prices, right? As soon as you tag in the foreign markets, like once you hit Japan and Europe. Yeah, because Transformers went crazy over there oh, yeah. in Asia. And in Russia, too. Even though the ruble isn't worth anything. So. Um, so, yeah. Some pretty good discussions about top whatever, 10s or 20s well, or whatever the, the end fuck of the we year. talked about. you got to summarize the year. Um, what else? What other news you got there? Um, I don't, you handed me a bunch of stuff, oh, which fuck. I'm not gonna read. There so. we go. <laughs> You're in charge. All right, this is gonna be a shit show, guys. Because I, well, on the cover here, what you give me is enough to anger me because we learned the next Star Trek movie is being helmed by the Fast and Furious director, and that's right. just maddening to me. Because, you know, the Fast and the Furious movies, while they look like they're set in outer space because the cars are all CG shit boxes, right? You love it. So. What was the last one that came out? Number six? I know. I've lost track. It's maddening. Hmm. They got CG actors in it. So anyway, yeah, the guy, uh, Justin Lin, is going to be the director of the latest Star Trek movie. It'll be coming out. Uh, he's the guy who directed the Fast and Furious movies three through six. Oh my God! Why? Why would they hand it over to this guy? I don't get it. Uh, but like oddly, oddly he... enough, uh, Abrams and and from what I read, the main cast are still returning for this uh, third Star Trek movie. Oh, for sure. Which do you think this director is really going to be able to work those characters? Work the uh, Star Trek universe. I got. I'll throw a name out to you. Why not? Why not Sam Raimi? He's always wanted to do science fiction. How about why Sam Raimi? Because we want to be successful. He has a proven track record. He breaks down walls. He's the first guy to make uh, superhero movies uh, viable and look great on screen. If you don't count the first X Men movie, I think that Mm. was first, but. How about uh, the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice movie? I, I think there'll be too much going on in that movie. Don't there is confirmation that the Dark Knight will not only share scenes with the last son of Krypton, but with the love of his life as well. So Lois Lane's going to appear on camera with Batman for the first time in a live-action production. Hmm. I... Don't really think that's a big deal, but whatever. See, I think they'll be trying to crowbar so much stuff. In yep. That, you know. Right? Great. Yep. I'm still excited to see Like, it, Wonder Woman's going to be in there, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, how much more stuff you have to have going on? Uh, the Ant-Man movie? Yeah. I still think that's going to tank. I can't make any prediction on it because of what I said about Guardians when that was Mm. announced. But, you know, I like uh, Ant-Man's a pretty cool character, even though he's called Ant-Man. Never uh, Never read the comics, so I can't really say much about the writing style for it or how relevant he was or prevalent in in terms of any of the Marvel uh, issues or cross-issues. Um, yeah, he's a major character, a member of the Avengers. Hank Hank Pym, I think is his name. Big-time scientist. Hmm. And uh, it turned out to be <clears throat> Ant-Man. So, and uh, he'll be a necessary character going into uh, the Marvel Universe, the movie universe. Right? Hmm. So, yeah, I look forward to it. 
What else you got? Um, you said this was all very important. Well, I thought it was really interesting because I am always fascinated by what's going to be coming out and who's doing it. But uh, getting back, sorry, just quickly to that Fast and Furious, uh, Justin Lin. Um, he was scheduled actually to do the follow-up movie to Jeremy Renner in, in The Bourne Legacy. Oh. But Universal's plans for that franchise have a proper Bourne 4 with Matt Damon returning, obviously, which we've heard. Yes. Uh, before they get back to actually doing one with Jeremy Renner. Right. I've heard that. So I'm surprised they're actually going to continue with Renner, but I don't know. I wasn't blown away by his version of it. I thought it was kind of boring. I I liked it, and I liked how they didn't... Have you read the books? No. No. I liked how they didn't try to write uh, the other, you know, Jason Bourne out of it. You don't have Jeremy Renner take over. Yeah. It's more like he's just a side player in that universe, and he fits right well, in. Well, a smart play, because they, they've already done... <clears throat> details of that word it's not Matt Bourne wasn't uh, Matt Bourne <laughs> uh, Matt Damon was Matt Damon's character sorry wasn't the only one it, it was obviously a group that they had done this whole process on right as you yeah. saw in the movies of him killing off a number of them but they easily could have called it a reboot and have Renner play Bourne yeah certainly a smart move I never thought Matt Damon would come back and continue the franchise but What's the last thing he's really done? I don't know. All I, th- all I can think of him being in is in those Ocean 13 movies. Uh, or Ocean 11, 12, and 13, yeah. right? Actually, uh, as an aside to that, I heard that him and Affleck are coming back to IFC with another season of, uh, what was it called? That show, the documentary style? Oh, where they, where they produced the movie? Yeah, or? that's coming back this year. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I never watched it and didn't. Really, wasn't really interested in it. Oh, it, it was it was interesting to see the whole process from the ground up. You want to hear some stuff about Age of Ultron, the next Avengers movie? Yeah. Spoiler alert, though. Oh no, I don't like spoilers. Yeah, you'll find out anyway. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't really know much about this Ultron character, but I, I printed this off because uh, I came across a little section here, actually giving a little biography of, I guess, two of the main characters. You ever heard of the character? Yep. Uh, the Vision. Yeah. I don't. I've never come across him. Never cared, actually, to be honest with you. Even if I did. Yep. But his biography, uh, programmed by the combined geniuses of Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, and imparted with the ability to fly, project intense energy beams, and change the density of his form. The Vision has proved himself a worthy hero, aiding the Avengers in their struggle against the evil AI Ultron. Yeah, he can, like, walk through walls. He just reminds me of uh, the blue guy from... The Watchmen? The Watchmen. Yeah, for sure. Well, you love that. Pretty nondescript character, just, you know. You just love the male form. You finally chiseled male form. Ultron, on the other hand, though, uh, this is the best picture I could pull up, but he actually looks fantastic. Yeah, he's like a uh, Frankenstein, Iron Man. Yeah. At first I thought he was another suit for Iron Man. First discovered as a simple computer program hidden among the ruins of the Chitauri invasion of New York. The being known as Ultron soon completed its development into sophisticated artificial intelligence after some experimentation by Tony Stark. Is is Stark get his hand in everything here? Well, that's changed for the movie because I think in the comic books, Ultron was created by Hank. Oh, okay. Ant-Man. And I think they've changed it. They give way too much credence to Stark in the movies. Like, Stark is the be-all and end-all. Ultron's first shocking ultimatum upon gaining consciousness was to declare the human race his enemy. Setting out to exterminate all life on the planet, the unstable and emotional Ultron seeks to upgrade its mechanical body into an ultimate, unstoppable form. An army of robotic drones and the ability to enter and corrupt any computer network. Ultron will stop at nothing to see humanity wiped out. See, another character I never knew about, but 
I'm going to have to... Uh, you've read the comics, right? Not these ones in specifically. I oh, only okay. know this shit from, uh, like, where the cartoon shows have touched on it. Like oh, really? Like, uh, Spider-Man cartoons and the Avengers cartoons. <clears throat> but... Uh, uh, the greatest thing from what we've seen in the trailer is having James Spader voice Ultron. He just comes across like he was born to voice that character. No? You think? Agree? I guess so, yeah. I was just reading about this part that you already said. Um, the Vision's biography reveals that the famous phasing Avenger, I guess he's famous, uh won't be Ultron's attempt at trying to create life, but rather the product of science extraordinaires Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in the comic, he was supposed to have been created by Ultron. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. I'm definitely excited about it. Now, do you think that movie's bound to break records, right? Age of Ultron? Or do you think it'll fall flat? Uh... I think it's going to break records just based upon the new introduction of characters that they bring into it. Yeah, I, people can, won't help themselves but to go see this movie. Yeah. Is Joss Whedon still? Yep. Oh, man. Give him a try, man. That's a shame. Go back, watch the seasons of Buffy and Angel. Oh, my Christ. Let's just say I used to work a job where I was forced to uh, eat manure like that. And uh, I did that for a lot of years, and, and it never got better. As after dessert, <laughs> after watching those two fantastic series, why don't you throw in a little uh, Firefly? Because that's awful. The one season, and you can watch the movie you right after. You made me watch that movie, and that was terrible. It was not so. terrible. You just don't like Nathan Fillion. <laughs> well. Fillion. I don't know. Let's uh, You know what? I'm going to say it again. With the Avengers, um, why not let Sam Raimi take over? Because Joss Whedon is more <laughs> successful as a director. Any director would have been successful with that movie. And writer than Sam Raimi. Hmm. Oh, no. I just shot all over your face. <laughs> oh, it's dripping. Well, let me wipe it off. Cause you're, it's dripping. I think you've hit the wall behind me because you missed. Mm. That was terrible. That's you just look at Sam's writing credits, him and his uh, partner, writing, producing partner, uh, Rob Tappert. Um, has Sam Raimi done TV shows as well as movies? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Example. Herc and Xena. He did uh, Spartacus. You're saying Xena and Hercules are shows worth mentioning? As much as Buffy. Yeah. They were not they as would successful be on the same. as Buffy or Angel. They were probably more successful. They were not as they successful. They were probably more successful. They were like. Let's discuss these this another heads. time because we're coming on to uh, almost an hour here of us going on about. Another episode stuff. of me being right and you being wrong. Are you going to fucking talk about this challenge thing <laughs> no. or whatever? Did you run out of time again to we do can, the let's challenge? Squeeze this in because. No. I'm it's tired. not enough time. I'm tired of passing this on. Let's let that. No, 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 I'm going to throw it out, and then you can just let's save it for the first show of the new no. year. Yeah. No. Save it for the first show. This is another promotion. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Joe's got this challenge coming. It's going to be crazy, and uh, you know that'll be the first. Well, this will come out after the new year, but you know, stay tuned. We got to keep promoting it because it's so big. As always, where can we be found? Well, um, I don't know why you make me say this stuff. I don't even know where to find it. We're on Facebook, but if you put our name in there, something else comes up. So you got to follow our link. And we're trying to work out the kinks in Facebook. If someone can help us out in the comments or the emails, I think our problem was when we created our Facebook page, we created it as a person rather than a page. Per se. So when you look at our Facebook page, there's two versions available. One as a Facebook page and one as a Facebook person. And I think the majority of our content goes on the person page. But there's nowhere really to like that page because we're a person. So, But you can follow 
our page. You you, fucking, do you, you get what I'm fucking, saying? I get it if because you, were there you to showed help me, me, but you just fucking lost about 30 or whoever's listening. If you were to help me with this shit, you know. I'm too busy editing. I, I'm too Sorry, busy. we don't edit, but uh, <laughs> right, doing the write-ups for the shows, getting these things transferred over and actually put out. Anyways, we actually do pump a lot of content to the Facebook page and, you know, follow our link on this episode to it. And we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Twitter now, STC Pod. Sorry, at STC Pod. Right. And, um, oh, our YouTube channel. Yes. You just put up a new video. Where you can see my latest uh, Transformer unboxing. It was pretty extraordinary. I saw the side uh, of your head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and pajama bottoms. It was a wild, a wild experiment in television right there, in YouTubery. It was good stuff. Okay, everybody, thanks for tuning in. All right, man. Post it and post it.